Welcome back to the Daz Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and with me here today is Shelby Kretz, the founder of Little Justice Leaders. They teach youth K through six about social justice through a subscription package. So I hope you're just as excited as I am to talk to Shelby and learn more about her social justice initiative. And as we get rolling, I absolutely must remind you to visit seleducators.com to learn about our adult social emotional learning curriculum. There's a free version, an individual version, and a school bundle for you as well. So check us out at seleducators.com and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. But with that being said, let's talk to Shelby. How are you doing today with this I have to say your background is not a virtual Zoom background for everybody else that's watching as well. It's real. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. I'm so excited uh, to be here. I'm doing great. I'm excited for this conversation. Absolutely. Myself as well. So, I mean, tell me, I guess the, the first question I have for you, Shelby, is what is social justice in, in Little Justice Leaders? Great question. So Little Justice Leaders is a subscription box, a monthly subscription box for educators and caregivers um, of kids in grades K through six. And every single month we provide a box with all the materials that you need to teach your little ones about an issue of social justice. Um, so we break down these big concepts of justice um, into you know, an understandable format that's fun and engaging for kids to learn about and age appropriate, of course. Um, so what is social justice? Uh, that is definitely like a very <laughs> large concept, but kind of just to break it down, it's the idea of, um, you know, equality, fairness, uh, a, a world that's rooted in, um, in, in justice, essentially, in a place where everyone is included and safe um, and has their needs met. And so we cover topics like anti-racism, LGBTQ plus rights, um, feminism, religious freedom, environmental sustainability, all of, all of those things that, that really impact people, human rights, the planet, our earth, um, and it's all connected. Mm -hmm. So I see with each package comes a book, a hands-on activity, activist art and info for adults what, you know where did the idea come from for a subscription mm -hmm. packet for one and then like why social justice how did that become so important to you yeah absolutely so I actually started with social justice and then I decided on the subscription model um it's it's always been something that you know I care about of course it's like it's human rights it's um it's equality and a lot of people you know care about it or claim to care about it um, I, the idea came about uh, around the 2016 election. Um, I work in education, so I was hearing from educators and I was also hearing from parents um, who were, you know, friends or parents at schools I was working at that um, they weren't quite sure how to talk to their little kids about what was going on in the news or what they were hearing in the media around the election. Um, and then in the years following election as well, in, in terms of, uh, sentiments, xenophobic sentiments, for example, um, about immigration and things like that that were just constantly in the media. And so then what I was hearing from folks was that they didn't know how to address it and so they just were not addressing it. Um, that was really alarming to me because of course we know kids are hearing these messages, right? They're not, um, you know, they're being exposed to the media. Um, so if they're not 
you know, getting the message from their educators and from their caregivers, uh, then there's a good chance there's misinformation and fear and confusion around these topics. Um, and we're painting them as taboo, right, as something to not talk about. So um, we're basically raising, you know, a generation of kids with the, the colorblind mindset of like, if I don't talk about race, then I can pretend it doesn't exist. Right. Um, and so that was alarming to me. And so I got to thinking, you know, for me, because I am an educator and have been working in education for so long, I was like, okay, we can take this concept and we can bring it down to, you know, a level that's age appropriate for a six or seven year old. But I found that, of course, um, you know, I'm getting my PhD in education at UCLA and our program is rooted in social justice. So I've had more training in social justice than maybe the average um, teacher or parent. Um, and then even if you are very involved in justice topics, you might only, you know, really be knowledgeable about one or two, right? You might be really big advocate for LGBTQ rights, but not actually know anything about environmental sustainability or religious freedom. Um, so there's, there's kind of all these complexities to it. So like even, you know, even if you do know a lot about one topic, you might not feel comfortable teaching about all of the topics. So basically all of that got me thinking like, okay, we can do this. Like we can bring this down to a kid level. Um, you know, what could I do to help facilitate that? And it occurred to me that a subscription model is kind of the only thing I could think of that might even kind of make sense because there are just so many topics to cover. Mm. It's like, how could I cover so many topics? Um, well, let's make this continuous. Let's make it monthly. So we are on like our 35th, I think, box now. Every single box we've ever made is different. We don't repeat um, the topics because it's just like, we're never going to run out of topics, I don't think. So that, I mean, I think that's kind of cool too because you get to do stuff in real time. So is it, is it each month you're writing and creating the new content? Yeah, um, every single month we're creating new content. Um, try to get a little, a little ahead, but yeah, we're able to respond yeah. in real time um, to, you know, current events or um, things that are going on uh, in the media, things that kids are hearing about. Exactly. Um, and yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I think it's um, it makes sense. And I think when I think about SEL and um, Castle in their program, they talk about you know the process of implementation and being continuous. You know, you it's, it's not one box isn't going to cut it. You know, so, right. <laughs> um, one of my questions was going to be too. Well, before I get to that, are you more? Is it? Do you see more parents looking to purchase the subscription? Is it schools or is it classroom size? How does that part work? Yeah, so it's definitely a mix. Um, before the pandemic, it was pretty much split down the middle, teachers and parents. Um, since the pandemic, we've seen a lot more parents because, of course, they're home with their kids and looking for uh, kind of activities to do at home. Um, but hopefully with this new school year and kids back in school, um, we'll kind of see that even back out. And and more recently we've had a lot more schools and districts reaching out within um, across the the entire school or the district so that's kind of um, become more popular I'd say over the last last year or so I've started to see a lot more of those requests yeah that makes sense well now let me get to my uh, real-time question you might not be able to let this cat out of the bag but <laughs> with so it's been like four states banning racist talk like you can't talk about race in a certain way how are y'all about to address this what like what is what am i about to get in my kid what kind of book is going to tell me about this or you know activity yeah that's a great question and it's something we're still navigating for sure um 
one of the things that we always advocate because sometimes this this happens at the school level quite frequently where you know uh, the school has banned talking about social justice um and so we'll have teachers reaching out to us like we want to use these resources but it's not allowed in my school um so what will it does not make sense to me either and frankly like the boxes do address those issues but um some of our teachers will um adapt them to the lens of you know, talking about diversity and um, talking about kindness, talking about what does it mean to be inclusive? What does it mean to be loving to all people and to our world? Um, so a bit like, which, you know, I don't like watering down the message, but softening it if, you know, to kind of get around. And then another thing we, we strongly encourage is like, just diversifying your library, right? You don't, the book doesn't have to be about race to represent races that aren't, might not be represented in most of you know, your library shelf, or it doesn't have to be about, um, uh, let's say like LGBTQ rights, but it can feature LGBTQ characters, um, things like that, where it's like, yeah. or, you know, teaching about, um, you know, black figures in history without, with not just during Black History Month, but throughout the whole year, without necessarily even, especially at the youngest ages, without even necessarily acknowledging um, race or gender or sexuality or whatever it is, it's just getting it as part of the curriculum because then the kids start to see that as normal. They start to see, for example, black achievement as normal, black success as normal, um, LGBTQ characters and books, normal. And so when you start to just normalize it without even talking about it, there's still a lot of power you can hold as an educator, as a school um, in shaping young people's opinions without ever saying the word racism um, or you know whatever the topic may be. Yeah, that, I like I like the way you put that. Normalize, diversify, a lot of uh, nuance, or and making it mm -hmm. your own. I know one of the right. best pieces of feedback I've gotten before was about the different types of feedback you'll receive. The, the one type that'll make absolute sense that you can implement with mm -hmm. no changes. There, there's some feedback that you just gotta throw out the window and like you don't even know what you're talking yeah. about. I'm just not mm -hmm. even going to acknowledge this. And the third type is what you kind of have to adapt or make your own. And so mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think some people may not agree with that approach. Um, I'm not the biggest social media person, but I think it would be cancel culture. So I could see someone being canceled for not like if you're going to teach social justice, you have to do it this way or you mm -hmm. got to do it that way. But it's like, ah, in my community, it would actually work better like this. So I know you want me to make it look super radical, mm -hmm. but if, if I am in a suburban district that is, is mm -hmm. trying to have these um conversations and my school is not going to allow it well i still want to do it so how can i how can i adapt this to make mm -hmm. it my own and so I, I think though i feel like that's something that's tough in education because mm -hmm. as a industry we're very rigid and traditional so when you think about a teacher buying a subscription how do you make it easy for that teacher to implement these practices in their classroom when it may be a barrier or a bit taboo yeah um that's something we think about a lot um one thing we know for sure is that teachers are master adapters like they are <laughs> the most brilliant people at taking something and making it work for the group of young people that are in front of them um because that's really what they're trained to do so we you know rely on that a lot but also we try to make it very easy for them by offering like variations of you know what they might do with a certain activity um, and lots of tips, lots of background information, right? Sometimes 
the biggest barrier or the, the most important thing is that the teacher reads through all the information and that they know it. And that's it. Because when they know it, they can implement practices um, that reflect that without ever even like necessarily going through the curriculum with the kids. Because um, it might be, you know, they're reading about, for example, transgender identities and they want to have a conversation about it in their class. But um, because of the materials that they read from us, uh, they, they just learned like the importance of, you know, not outing a student um, who might not be like, you know, out all the way to the other students or to their parents or, um, you know, not relying on the one out LGBTQ student in your class to like speak on behalf of that community. Mm -hmm. um, so like those types of things that teachers, it's really important for teachers to know and start to implement and, um, you know, more so even than the curriculum might be. So, so yeah, we try to think a lot about that, about like, you know, what, what do the teachers need to know? Um, and as long as they read the materials we give them, then they'll, they'll kind of know those things, like what can they actually implement in the classroom and how can we offer adaptations for how open their school is? Um, and then, yeah, like how can we like long-term change their thinking so that it comes through in practices that they might not even realize they've changed over time um, because of that learning, which we all are constantly learning things that change um, that result in changed behavior. And so that's, you know, a big, big part of what we hope to do. Right. I, I, that's, that's a good point. I, when I take it to an SEL lens, mm -hmm. you know, it's the competence. Um, and, yeah. and I'm focused on adult SEL. So mm -hmm. my thing is, how do we expect our teachers or anybody to implement SEL when they've never been through their own SEL program? Exactly. It's exactly that. Never taken a class. Right. Never even thought, never even, didn't even know it's for you. I, I've had, mm -hmm. tell me, I didn't know SEL was for me. Like, how can I expect this person to implement this practice? Mm -hmm. so you, I agree, you have to build the competence first. Yeah. So I, I'm curious too, as, um, you know, I have my lane, SEL, social justice, restorative practice, um, mm -hmm. culturally responsive, anti-bias, anti-racist, and, you know, a lot of what you hear, too, is uh, more of a theme education for teachers. Like, oh, it's just another thing for, mm -hmm. for just something else for me to add on. So and I'm kind of trying to talk through this with you. Right. Where do those how does how does SEL, culturally mm -hmm. responsive, restorative, social justice, anti-racist, anti-bias, what categories do those fit in? Or is yeah. it on your own? Is that student support and behavior? Is that school culture and climate? Can all these practices work together? Or mm -hmm. as a school, do I need to focus on, hey, this is what we're going to work on right now. Mm -hmm. Three years later, we'll, we'll switch lanes. Yeah, great question. I think, I mean, both, yes and. Like some schools, like what we talked about before, depending on where you're at, you might need to start with just one little place um, and then slowly build on that. Um, ideally they all work together like and it, it functions better when they all work together all of these things are just kind of pieces of the same yeah it, exactly it's so it's you know our with teaching social justice it's like are we directly educating young people about um, you know human rights compassion kindness are we bringing empathy and integrity into the classroom um, on a curricular level um, at the policies and practices level, both at the classroom level and the school level, are we practicing what we preach, right? Are we 
um, being inclusive? Are we checking our uh, data to make sure that um, our students of color aren't being disciplined more harshly and more punitively than white students? Are we rethinking discipline altogether? Are we rethinking um, you know, grading systems and those types of um, traditional systems that function in schools? And then, yeah, like on the, the educator and administrator level, like are you doing the work yourself to unlearn a lot of the biases that we all hold? Um, and so it, all of these things, restorative justice, social justice, social emotional learning is all kind of, I see it as kind of just one cohesive approach to uh, an, educated, an education that's rooted in um, justice and rooted in, um, in kindness, right? It's, it's bringing, um, you know, bringing kindness into schools and classrooms as the center of what we care about for students to learn. Because historically, like the center of what we cared about students to learn is, is very much academic, right? <laughs> um, very much, uh, you know, practical. And the reality is with the changing world, especially, um, we really need to think more about, you know, social emotional learning and those, those skills that are actually going to take us farther. Um, and I mean, there's of course just the moral argument for centering our schools in morality and caring for other people and caring for ourselves, caring for our students, caring for our staff. Um, so yeah, I mean, the answer is, is all of the above, however you can bring it in, bring it in, but truly a cohesive approach, um, if, you're, if you're looking at them all in that way, is going to transform a school. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, and once you say cohesive, you know, and that to me means systematic as well. Mm -hmm. and so when yes. you can put, and when I say systematic, I mean intention, um, I mm -hmm. guess would be the yes. way that you would put that. So I'm working on a presentation right now for the Educators for Educators Summer Conference, shout out mm -hmm. to E2E. And yeah. uh, my presentation will be about, because the theme is back to the basics. Mm -hmm. My presentation is four ways you use SEL every day because yeah. four ways you practice social justice every day. Mm -hmm. Be responsive every day because a lot of them are practices that we already are doing. Yeah. It's not with intent. It's just mm -hmm. happening because, you know, this is who I am. I don't have a name for it. I don't have a word mm -hmm. for it. This is just how I teach. But when you can put a structure or a system behind it, now it can, now you can spread the word. Now you can tell a friend. Right. Now we can all be on the same page. And it's not just, oh, uh, Miss Kretz, that's just, she's just a, a wonderful teacher. No, Miss Kretz has a system that she follows. And here, mm -hmm. here it is. You can right. use it too. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. I like this. And I, mm -hmm. it, um, this is, this is interesting. So when I think about schools too, I think about a school as a community, um, yeah. not just the school building, but what is mm -hmm. around it. So when um, myself, when I'm looking at a school and it's time to implement an SEL program, it's really about what are your, um, when I hear social justice and restorative justice, I think about asset-based community development, where mm -hmm. we're really looking at the assets, the tools and the resources in the community to yes. build it up. So there's never a time where I'm wanting to go into a school and give them something new. I wanna take advantage of your best assets, which is your people, maximizing mm -hmm. their capacity, and then what, what other resources do you already have available? Let's use that, let's make that work. And I'll just be a guide to help you mm -hmm. put it together in that system. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why 
so many teachers feel burnt out on like, you know, another program, another thing I have to do, because often it's so scripted. And it's so, you know, it's handed down from kind of a higher power. Um, and it's here it is. And here's how you have to do it, that kind of thing. So we really do try to avoid like, um, you know, a, a kind of scripted curriculum and rather allow it to be like, here's what's important to know about this topic. And here's some suggestions, but like, you know, implement this in the class the way it works, right? The way um, that's going to be appropriate for your community. Mm, I love that. I love that. That's mm -hmm. a great, that's a quotable right there. Implement the way it works. <laughs> um, I, I like that. I'm going to write that down too. All right. What's, what's next for you and for Little Justice Leader? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at this point, we're still kind of just moving along every month, new box. Um, we're really hoping with the 2021-2022 school year, we'll be able to re-engage a lot of teachers who are going to be entering back into the classroom or back at least for their first uh, full school year in the classroom. Um, we have been thinking about, I mean, nothing confirmed yet, but we're thinking about uh, other ways of working at the school level to be able to implement justice beyond just the curriculum, but also in uh, thinking about how the schools run and function at the one district level. Um, but nothing is, you know, for sure about that. So that's, you know, to be determined, but um, keep an eye out because, yeah, we're looking for, you know, how do we support school leaders and district leaders in um, really integrating this as part of their culture. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I love it. And where can the people go to find you guys if they want to find um, Yeah, so they can go to www.littlejusticeleaders.com. Uh, that's our website, very easy to remember. And then um, we are also active on Instagram um, at Little Justice Leaders, where we provide a lot of um, free resources, knowledge, education for educators and caregivers um, on our Instagram. That's the best place to go to get like all of our free resources. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Shelby. Um, this was an enlightening conversation. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate the collaboration, just trying to really get some, some thoughts together and help me see how things fit together. Yeah, thank you, Trey. It's been great. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So if you like this episode, make sure that you click like and that you share it with your friends. Of course, it's time to subscribe as well. Um, visit us at seleducators.com. Our school bundles are out right now. So as soon as you're on the page, you can pick the bundle that's right for you or your school. And we'll see you next time. This is the dash. Thank you very much. That was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was good. I like that.